Ezra chapter number 6. If you found your place in verse 16, I would invite you to stand for the reading and reverence of God's Word. We'll read the remaining seven verses of the chapter. God being my helper, we will get through the entire chapter this morning. And uh, we'll see what the Lord has for us. The Bible said, And the children of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the children of the captivity, kept the dedication of this house of God with joy, and offered at the dedication of the, this house of God an hundred bullocks, two hundred rams, four hundred lambs, and for a sin offering for all Israel, twelve he-goats according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their courses for the service of God which is at Jerusalem as it is written in the book of Moses. And the children of the captivity kept the Passover upon the fourteenth day of the first month. For the priests and the Levites were purified together. All of them were pure and killed the Passover for all the children of the captivity and for their brethren, the priests, and for themselves. And the children of Israel, which were come again out of captivity, and all such as had separated themselves unto them from the filthiness of the heathen of the land, to seek the Lord God of Israel, did eat, and kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. For the Lord had made them joyful, and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them, to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Let's go to Lord and a word of prayer. Dear Lord, most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, I love you so much, Lord, and I thank you for your many blessings, your grace, your love. And God, thank you for the good time this morning in your house and your people. Thank you for blessing the songs and the music. Thank you, Lord, for the time of fellowship. Lord, I thank you for your word, God, and preserving your word to all generations. And God, we've gathered around it this morning for this time, for this purpose. And I pray for a little while, God, you would speak to our hearts. And Lord, that we would uh, rejoice in your goodness this morning. God, I pray, Lord, you would challenge us. Lord, help us leave this place better than when we came. And Lord, let us not come, God, for just social activity. But God, that we would leave this place today, God, saying thank you for allowing us to hear from heaven. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You might be seated. Thank you for standing for the reverence of God's Word. Uh, we read here these seven verses in uh, the book of Ezra, chapter number 6. And we find here that the work of the house of God has been finished. And the first section would be verse 16, 17, and 18. They, Brother Bill, they dedicate the house of the Lord uh, it doesn't go into the same detail, but I guarantee it was in a similar nature of the dedication of Solomon's temple. Uh, but then we find on that they move on from this initial dedication, Brother George, and we find that uh, after that dedication, they keep Passover, they eat the Passover, and they celebrate the Feast of Un. Leaven bread. And God put one word on my heart as I began to anticipate the preparing to preach this message. And that word is celebrate. 
celebrate. And you say, what do you mean, Brother Jacob? They were celebrating what God had done. And there's a lot of things in life that are celebrated today uh, that have no business being celebrated. Would somebody say amen right there? There are some things people shouldn't be proud of, and some people don't get trophies. And, and uh, we, we had an end of unit uh, 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 opportunity today. We finished our Sunday school unit, so I decided we were going to do review in Jeopardy form. And we did Jeopardy, and I'm not trying to make fun or anything like that, but, but Jenny won. Now, John, you lost today, buddy. I'm sorry, I don't want to tell you. We can't celebrate him winning because she won. And he, listen, I'll say he could have won, but he, he, did, he lost it all on double Jeopardy, all right? But the truth of the matter is, is we can't celebrate everybody as winners. We can't celebrate everything as a victory. But when there's victories, we're supposed to celebrate them. When you lose, you learn from it. But when you win, you celebrate what we find here this morning, and John knows I'm just picking at them, but when we find victories, we better do our best to celebrate them. And with God's help this morning, I want to preach on this thought, celebrating victories. Celebrating victories. We ought to be active in celebrating victory. Now, coaches, do they like to sound tough and they're like, well, it was ugly or, or well, our guys didn't do good or well, our guys didn't execute this, that, and the other. But the truth of the matter, they can say what they want to. If they won, they won. And you say, well, are you preaching on ball? No, I'm talking about something more important than ball. I'm not talking about uh, victories that are, are, are achieved on a field or a court or a diamond. I'm talking about victories uh, that are won in life through God Almighty. Amen. We're to celebrate those victories. When we look at verse 16, 17, and 18, we see here, first of all, celebrating victories who find a place to start, a place to start. Look what the Bible said, verse 16. And the children of Israel, the priests, and the Levites, and the rest of the children of the captivity kept the dedication of this house of God with joy and offered at the dedication of this house of God a hundred bullocks, two hundred rams, four hundred lambs, and, and for a sin offering for all Israel, twelve he goats, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites and their courses for the service of God, which is at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. It was a starting place. What were they celebrating? Well, they were celebrating just one thing, that the house of God was completed. The house of God was finished. If we're going to get busy celebrating victories, a good place to start is by celebrating a single victory. You, you may not get to say... You can't, you can't celebrate going undefeated until you celebrate being 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. And you say, well, that win's more important than this win. No, every win in our life should be precious. And I'm not talking about ball and I'm not talking about recreation. I'm talking about true victory. Y'all with me this morning? They finished rebuilding the house of God and then they celebrated it. Uh, it's and they celebrated it by, by dedicating it to the Lord. I, I thank, thank the Lord... Uh, we, uh, we're not in a building project. If you've never been through a church building project, uh, uh, you ought to rejoice in the Lord for that. That's a victory in itself. Uh, amen. Uh, but we're not in a building project. We may have some remodels along the way in the, uh, as we go forward as a church. But thank God we're not rebuilding church. But I, every building project they've ever been around, they go in and say, man, it's beautiful. Look at the paint. Look at the trim. Look at the pews. And you, they, you know, Miss Carolyn, people are excited that the church remodel's done. I've never seen anybody 
somebody, and I'm sure in Baptist church or somewhere, uh, this has happened. But uh, I've never experienced somebody come and say, I hate it. I hate it. I'm sure it's happened. I hate it. I hate it. I don't like that. I don't like pews. I don't like the walls. I don't like the trim. I don't like the platform. But anybody with good sense at all, when a building project gets done, you say, thank the Lord, it's done. It's just what I envisioned. Maybe you build a house. I've never built a house, but my, my parents did it as a, as a child, and, and I, I wasn't I was old enough to understand. But hopefully when it got done, they said, well, this is what we wanted it to look like. They celebrated. They enjoyed it. They rejoiced in it. Can I tell you when God brings a victory, what we should do is we don't, uh, we don't dissect it. We don't, aren't a critical of it. We should just say, thank God. We shouldn't say, God, well, you took long enough. Or God, you drug your feet a little bit on that. No, Brother George, when God brings a victory, we ought to do our best to celebrate what God has done. And when I say they celebrated, I mean they celebrated. Now, Brother Bill, it doesn't give the same details as it does at the dedication of Solomon's temple. Now, remember, Solomon's temple was the great temple. This is the rebuilt temple. But can I tell you, the glory of God was evident at Solomon's temple. And can I be honest with you, the Bible doesn't mention the glory of God here, but I'm sure there's one thing that is evident in the Scriptures that we'll see momentarily. The glory of God's not emphasized, but the joy of God's people is emphasized. Miss Ginger, it wasn't Solomon's great temple. It was the rebuilt temple but one thing is certain these people rejoice because it was done they had been working at it they had been praying about it they had been striving uh, with the enemy over and the it, it was done it was done you got to celebrate those victories now notice they didn't just say the priest celebrated it didn't just say the levites celebrated it said the priests, the Levites, and the rest of that returned from captivity remnant celebrated once the temple was finished. Can I tell you this morning, if God brings victory, you don't got to be a preacher to celebrate about it. If God brings you a victory, you don't got to be a deacon to celebrate it. If God brings victory, you don't got to be a Sunday school teacher to celebrate it. Y'all hearing me this morning? If God brings victory, you don't got to be a man to celebrate it. Amen. If God brings victory, you don't have to be old to celebrate it. If God brings victory, you don't got to be young to celebrate it. Everybody, everywhere, male and female, because that's the only two genders there are. Somebody say amen. If God brings victory, whether it's a big victory or a small victory or a pre victory or an ugly victory if it's a victory miss ginger we ought to do our part and just celebrate the goodness of god we had jack's little birthday get together on friday night and and man i i i wanted to have how to put this in words but you know what i didn't roll up to my my son's third birthday party and with a sideways birthday hat on and blow that birthday horn that birthday whistle and say well jack we're done let's go home no we made the whole night about him we cooked for him we had a cake for him we had cookies we they had presents we 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 played a little, but we did. We were celebrating the birthday of my son, and more important, celebrating birthday of a son or a daughter or a spouse or, or whoever. We ought to celebrate the victories that God has wrought in our lives. You say, brother Jacob, I'm not following you. Listen, why do we celebrate them? Because listen, when we when we have a true victory, it ain't what you did. It ain't what your spouse did. It ain't what mama did or what daddy did or what that one did or that one did. It ain't about what Biden did or Pelosi did. Y'all hear me this morning? When true victory comes, it ain't on man level. It's on God level. And all we can do is celebrate and rejoice in the Lord. What just, it wasn't just some, what just the preachers. It was everybody. 
all the Jews in Jerusalem, they celebrated their victory. And they dedicated and celebrated this victory. Look at the last words of verse 16. With joy. Brother Bill, I don't get, I don't get a sense that, the, the, that these were, they were disappointed or depressed. Brother Brandon, I don't think they said, man, I, I'm going to miss building. Now, it's fun building stuff, but I'm telling you, when you get it done, that's the best day of the project. Amen. Now, the worst day of the project is when you've got to pay at Home Depot. Depot. Amen. Amen. And the best day of the project is when it's done. Y'all with me? And they didn't say, man, I'm going to miss build, and I'm going to miss sweat, and I'm going to miss a, hitting my hand with a, a hammer. No. They said it's done, and they celebrated with joy. You say, Brother Jacob, I'm following you in our mind. It's just a house. It's just a building. It's just a temple. It's just a structure. But to them, it epitomized the very presence of God Almighty. And I'm not talking this morning about celebrating on a home. And I thank God I've got a home. I'm not celebrating that we got a church house. And I do thank God we have a church house. But what I'm talking about is these victories, not where there is a structure, but where there is a presence. Not the presence of the devil. Not the presence of men, but the very presence of God. And a good place for us to start this morning in celebrating victories is take one thing, one victory, and say, God, thank you for bringing the victory today. There's some two keys i got to throw out here quickly. We're talking about a place to start. We're thanking God. We're celebrating one thing, two keys. Number one, seize the opportunity to celebrate. Seize the opportunity to celebrate. You ever had them times you'd be talking to somebody and later you recall that conversation and said, you know, I wish I had said. It's been the perfect time to say what I was wanting to say right then. Brother Brandon, you can't say, hey, remember that conversation we had a week ago? I should have said. No, you had to say it in the moment. You seize the opportunity to celebrate. When a victory occurs, right then is the time to begin celebrating. I'm not trying to be carnal, but can you just just imagine with me, if, if you will, just for a moment, uh, uh, a sports team. I, I listen. I, I I'll use this because so y'all don't think I'm I'm, I'm trying to be as carnal. Uh, I, I'm a football fan, but I'm a Braves fan. When the Braves got eliminated, baseball season ended for me. I, I prayed the Phillies would lose, but I didn't watch a game. Y'all hear me? I didn't watch the World Series. I heard it was it was a it was the one of the worst rated World Series uh, in a long time. But hey, the Rangers won. All right, I didn't watch it. I didn't care. I'm a Braves fan, not a baseball fan. Y'all with me? I watch if I don't care if Braves are playing a, a three year old girls team. I'll watch. All right, I'm a Braves fan. Hey, hey, man. But the hey, man. But the truth of the matter is, is the Rangers won. I didn't watch it. But you know what? I guarantee they didn't wait till the, till the uh, parade to celebrate. When that last out was recorded, that's when the party begun. That's when the celebration begun. Y'all with me? You, they didn't wait two weeks to celebrate. They didn't wait five days to celebrate. They, in the very moment that the championship was attained, they began to celebrate. Can I tell you, when God brings victory, you don't wait an hour. You don't wait 30 minutes. You don't wait a week. You don't wait till the next church service. You begin to celebrate God right then, right there, and get after it real good. Amen. You celebrate Victories, you seize the opportunity. A parent does not wait two weeks to applaud a child's good behavior. 
No, you celebrate the very moment they do it. You applaud them right then. Amen. A sports team does not wait uh, until the parade to celebrate the championship. They celebrate the very moment they win it. Seize the opportunity to celebrate. So I don't really have nothing to celebrate, Brother Jacob. You liar. Yes, sir. You liar. That's right. You say, I don't have nothing to celebrate. My life stinks. Well, I got one for you. Psalm 150 caught you in a lie. Yes, come on. So, y'all, you say, I don't got nothing to celebrate. I'm going to be thankful for. Well, Psalms 150 caught you in a lie. Psalm 150. Verse 6 says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So if you can go, you got a reason to praise the Lord. That's something you should celebrate. We're talking about a place to start. Pick one thing to celebrate and celebrate. Seize the opportunity. Number two, key number two, not only seize the opportunity, but do it right. Do it right. Actually appreciate the victory. Amen. Just appreciate the victory. Could you imagine? I, I know it's at my, Jack's birthday party on Friday. Could you, I'm going to be here. Hey, it's just three. It's just another year. He's not going to remember it. And he's a baby. He's not going to remember his third birthday party. Just like he's not going to remember his second or his first birthday party. But you know what? We wanted to celebrate. We wanted to enjoy it while we was there. Amen. Wanted to do it right. Make yes, it count. Amen. Uh, yes, if we're going to appreciate victory, if we're going to do it right, we've got to let it mean something to us. And actually celebrate it with joy. I don't want to be so personal, but there, there's something that uh, God get, gave me a, a bonus victory this week, and I've been rejoicing in it. And uh, if, if you don't like what I'm about to say, don't tell me, all right, because it involved one of my children, okay? Just don't tell me. Y'all know Jack had eye surgery recently, and it's a big deal. And he seems like a different kid, and he's, he's getting more independent, and I mean, it's great. I mean, you know, I love that he loves me, but I mean, he's, dude, he's different. He's just a different kid now. And uh, Macy was talking to one of her relatives the other day, a grown woman, who had the same issue Jack had. And she said, you know the reason I had to have that surgery and I said, no. She said, I had horrible double vision. I don't know, it just registered my mind that maybe my baby had double vision for almost three years. And that saddens my heart. But I don't know what he saw then, but I know what he's seeing now. You say, well, that's not to celebrate for me. It's something to celebrate for me and don't rain on my parade. I mean, it blesses my heart. My kid can see. I mean... Thank God my kid can see. Amen. I want to pre- It's got to mean something to you. Oh, he could be blind. No. I'd rather, I'd rather me be blind than one of my kids be blind. If, if my, all three of my boys needed eyeball, I guess I'd be blind and Macy would have an eye patch. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, my kid's vision means something to me. My brother's wife's going to church this morning. Amen. That's a victory. That's a victory. There's a part of it you've got to keep his feet on the ground at the same time you don't rain on his parade either. Part of me said, hey, she may not go back tonight. She may not come back next Sunday. I'm not trying to rain on his parade. But it's a victory she's going one time. Amen. Don't, put, don't rain on his parade. No, 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 no. I'm being real. 
But whether she don't come back for another month, we're going to thank God because that woman a year ago said, I'm never going to church. Don't ask me. I said, yeah. It was her idea to go to church today. That's victory. Y'all with me? Say amen. Appreciate it. It's got to mean something to you. And actually celebrate it with joy. When God gives you a triumph, your countenance should not be that of getting a hold of something extremely sour. God brings victory. Don't look like you should have just put a whole pack of warheads in your mouth. Warheads are them sour candies. Like you just ate a whole box of lemon heads. I, I'll say it this way. I got, I got back in trouble saying this one time. Your countenance shouldn't be that if your mother-in-law just moved in, all right? Now, that work, that work all right? I love my mother-in-law, but some of y'all don't, apparently. Uh, amen. When God brings triumph, we don't pout about it. We don't soak about it. We don't have a scowl on our face. We have joy on our hearts, a smile on our face, and we thank God for the victory. Two keys, seize the opportunity and do it right. But i got to mention two results here, according to the Word of God here in this text. Y'all still with me? Say amen. 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 Two results. Verse 17 shows the result. And offered at the dedication of the house, of this house of God, 100 bullocks, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and for sin offering for all Israel, 12 he goats, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. Two results. When you take time to celebrate victory, sacrifice will follow the celebration of a victory. If you're really thankful for what God did in your life, sacrifice will be the next thing that follows in your life. Amen. Can I I take time? Can I freelance just for a minute, church? The truth of the matter is that, yes, God did it. God did it. If you really appreciate that God did it, don't spit on them on Monday. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us we are to be sacrifices under the Lord. We are to present our bodies a living sacrifice under the Lord. Y'all with me? I'm about to say something really gross, so y'all just better get ready for it, okay? God blesses your life, Brother Bill. I'm going to talk to Brother Bill because I know Brother Bill can handle what I'm about to say. If God blesses our life, what we ought to say is, God, I'm a sacrifice right here. Use my life for your glory. But here's what a lot of people do. They, God blesses their life and what they do instead of saying, God, here I am, a living sacrifice. Here, there you go, Lord. Here's a used uh, urinal cake. Yes, sir. You're right. Yes, sir. That's fine. You're right. Here you go, Lord. Some of y'all wonder what that is. That's the blue stuff in a toilet, by the way. <laughs> Brother Thomas knows what I'm talking about. What we ought to say is, Lord, here I am. Take my life. You've blessed me and I'm giving myself back to you. Sacrifice will follow. But some people say, God's been good to me. Here, God, uh, I could give you my life, but Lord, I have uh, 17 cents and a spare change in my pocket. 17 cents, okay, God? God's blessed my life. I'll say my prayers for about 12 seconds before I doze off to sleep. If God blesses your life, you celebrate that victory, sacrifice will follow. True celebration produces sacrifice. This is evident in their offering in verse 17. When God does something for us, it should make us want to do something for Him. Let me say that again. When God does something for you, you should want to do something for Him. Sacrifice will follow the celebration of victory. Not only that, submission should follow the celebration of victory. Look, look at the last few words. Maybe it's last 
uh, 10 or so words, 8, 9, 10 words in verse number 18. As it is written in the book of Moses. Y'all see that? As it is written in the book of Moses. Submission should follow the celebration of a victory. So here it is. God blesses your life. You say, God, here's my sacrifice. Here I am. God, take my life and use it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here I am. But this is what we do. All right, Lord. Now, I'm only available on Fridays. I'm only available on Sunday. Y'all hear me? Lord, you get to be the boss this bit of the time. Can I, I challenge you. You give God that much of you. You're that submitted to God. You're only submitted to God 10% of the time, 2% of the time. You're not really celebrating what God's doing for you. And this fact's evident in their obedience as it is written. I, I hate to tell you this, and I'm not trying to be mean this morning, but there are some people who look at the Bible as the book of suggestions, but it's not the book of suggestions, it's the book of commands. Yes. So God's never convicted me about that. If it's in the Bible in black and white, you don't got to pray about it. Amen. If the Bible says don't do it, you don't do it. If God says do it, you do it. There are some things that aren't in the Bible that God has to speak directly to you about, and that's one thing. But if it's in black and white, you don't got to pray about it. It's in the Bible. It's for you. You submit to it. That's right. That's the truth. You think you get away with going up to the chief of police of Powder Springs or, or Cobb County or whatever? I don't even know the terminology. You, you go up to any uh, law enforcement officer, hey, uh, I love this county, I love this city, uh, but I'm only following 50% of the laws. What the police chief is going to say is, what 50% have you not been following? Yeah. He's going to start pinning you for some murders. Amen. Yeah. He's going to pin some charges on you. If you're going to be submitted to God, it's either all or nothing. I saw a church sign said this before, and I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody that this situation's affected them, but I'm going to throw it out there. A church sign one time said, God wants full custody, not weekend visits. Amen. That's right. Two keys, two results. We see, first off, a place to start. We thank God we celebrate one thing. One thing. Y'all with me? That's a place to start. But then we move on. Not only a place to start, but we find a place to stay place to stay and the first thing they're thanking god for one thing what was that one thing the temple is finished brother george are moving beyond that one thing and now they're shifting to thanking god and celebrating not just one thing miss jasmine they began to thank god for everything now with me and i'm going back make you read verse or listen to verse 19 through 22 all over again um but they 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 they're keeping the passover they get the priests and the Levites right. The people, they separate themselves. They get right. And they eat the Passover. They, they take part of that Passover. And then they're going to, go on. they're going to keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Seven days. You said, Brother Jacob, well, that's not celebrating. Oh, but it is. It is. The dedication of the temple was the celebration of a recent victory. A recent victory. The temple had been rebuilt. The work was done. That was verse 16 through 18. But the meticulous keeping of the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were celebrations over 
former victories. Say that. They thank God, Brother Jamie. They celebrated over a recent victory. But they were also thanking God for former victories. I dare say we have spiritual amnesia a lot of times. We have, uh, what's the word, uh, the opposite of whatever recency bias is. We only think about the recent thing, but that means we forget everything that God's done in the past. Amen. Well, all God's done for me is, I mean, we're making it. I'm alive and we're just making it. But you forget all those big, great things God did for you yesterday, right, last month, yep. last week, last year, last decade. We, Brother Bill, we, we get, what we get is we get pouty about the little things God does for us. And, we, and the reason we're, we're sulking over the little things is we forgot about all the big things God already did for us in days gone by. Y'all with me? Right after they celebrated their recent victory, they celebrated a former victory. What had just happened was reminiscent of what God had done before. And what God had just wrought uh, since Babylonian captivity was reminiscent of what God had wrought uh, in getting His people out of Egyptian captivity. Y'all picture this with me. They're, they're celebrating God for something God has done since they've been set free from Babylonian captivity. Brother Joey, they're, they're thanking God. God. The temple's finished. We're out of Babylonian captivity. God is working. And the very next thing they do is they don't stay God, what God did after Babylonian captivity. They go all the way back to thank God what He did getting them out of Egyptian captivity. Now, I don't know the exact timeline, but it's probably 500,000 years ago, or if not longer, uh, that they're thanking God for what God did all those years ago. And you say, why, Brother Jacob? They didn't have spiritual amnesia. Can I tell you, we, we, I dare say this morning, we better hold on to the provisions, the blessings, the victories that God brings us. Y'all with me? Amen. Don't forget what God did yesterday and the days gone by. You say, wow. I dare say we can, we have, um, I, I had a discussion with somebody the other day, and I don't know if this is the exact like terminology or what. There's probably some psychology there. But there are things that I can remember from my childhood that my brother can't remember. And there's things that are like big, brother Ed, they're big pivotal things, them, and I have no recollection of them at all. And then there's things that I have that they're big things to me, Mr. Ginger, but he doesn't remember at all. And you say, well, what was important to you is important to him or vice versa. You get what I'm saying? When we look back through our history, there better not be anything that we forget. Not about what did you eat last week. I'm some people. I, some people this morning. My wife's probably once she can't remember what we ate last week. I mean, I can't. I don't think I could rehearse my top head. What do we? I don't know. I don't know what we ate. But the truth of the matter is, this we can forget a whole lot of goofy stuff. What was the bill at Kroger yesterday? Well, I don't know. But things we should, we we can forget. Miss Don, we can we. I'm going to get in trouble saying this. Somebody said, if you remember such and such, and what I have is real bad, I guess this is a, a bad habit. I have this real bad habit. But do you remember such and such? And I have this mechanism in my brain that I don't retain things that aren't important, okay? And uh, I, I can't tell everybody that, but true, sometimes if it don't get locked into the important compartment, it's not there, okay? But we can, we can forget a whole lot of stuff. But we, never, we ought not forget a single victory, that the Lord brings. Now, I'm going to say this. In a sports team, if they're celebrating that they're, they're clinging on to one victory from 50 years ago, yeah, that is kind of sad. 
But child of God, we're not clinging on to one victory from 50 years ago, one victory from 100 years ago, one victory from 1,000 years ago, or one victory back to the time of Christ. Y'all with me? We're thanking God for every victory along the way. How do you celebrate victories? Well, you start by celebrating a victory. And then you start celebrating every victory. So they celebrated both what God had just done and what God had once done. They were thanking God for bringing victory on more than one occasion. Now listen, I don't know this morning. Maybe your spirit animal is Eeyore. Maybe you are your disposition is that of Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't know. But I tell you, the truth of the matter is this. is If, if you would drive that dark cloud away... Uh, amen. If you drive that dark cloud away, you could recognize along with me and along with others, Brother Bill, God's not just brought victory once or twice or three times. God's brought me victory, Miss Ginger, on more than one occasion. You say, why? He's a faithful God and He's a good God. And when He brings victory, when He sends blessings, what I ought to do and what you ought to do is celebrate the provision and blessing of Almighty God. They celebrated old victories. They celebrated new victories. And I, I, I'm very reserved. And talk, I don't even, there's some things I don't even like talking about. I will say, y'all do know there's some things you shouldn't talk about. There's some things you don't talk about. But well, you can. Well, I'm not. I mean, some things don't need to be said. Amen. So if you know who you are, I'm praying for you, all right? <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, this morning, it, it, is, is I, I don't have to go real far to think of victories. There are some victories that are small, but I'm still going to thank God for them. There are some things God's done, Brother Ed, that were huge. You better believe it. We said, well, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Can I say this? I don't know how to word this right. But you know truth has no expiration? Truth has no expiration. I'll say this. Victories have no expiration. A victory is still a victory. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. It doesn't matter how nature-defying it was or not. It's a victory, nonetheless. They celebrated old victories. They celebrated new victories. They remembered what God once did right after He did what He just did. That's the kind of people we need to be is celebrating what God did for us. And don't let a single thing go. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. Two things i got to point out quickly. There was a lesson in what they did. There was a legacy in what they did. The lesson is this. Hold on to every victory. Hold on to every victory. Say that. Hold on to every single victory. And you say, Brother Jay, I can't remember them all. I can't either. Here's the truth. We got so many blessings, Brother Ed, that if I started right now and you started right now to recall every victory God's ever brought, we could spend an eternity and we'd probably forget some and we, and we couldn't even say them all because God's been so good. But what we do is not say, Lord, oh, Lord, forgive me. I don't remember blessing. I don't remember blessing 314. I don't remember, Lord, what is, what is that? Ble-? That's, that's not the lesson this morning. But we ought to hold on to and appreciate. And you say, Lord, Brother Jake, I don't even remember what the blessing was. I don't even remember what the victory was. You may not remember the situation. You may not remember the fire, the trial, or the storm. But you got to remember, it was, it was not the situation. What you got to remember is the one who delivered you and brought you through it. And celebrate what God has done. Hold on to every victory. Let me say this, I'm hurrying. 
Some victories may be sweeter than others. I'm very reserved talking about this. I don't like talking about it. It makes me just, it blows my mind to think about now. Uh, a couple years ago, Macy, she, uh, went, right after she, she had Jack, she, um, uh, she had postpartum eclampsia. And uh, usually with preeclampsia, women, it makes their legs swell. But hers was odd, and it made her brain swell. And uh, she almost died. And uh, Miss Christy, I was real close to being a single dad with three with a week old baby, all right? And I'm, that makes me want to throw up now talking about. I mean, but God gave me special grace in that time. And I'm talking about I was just in the palm. Miss Kathy, I was in the palm of God's hand. And we're going to be fine. My mother was like, let me take care of Jack. And I said, no, 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 i got to learn how to do this. And I mean, I mean, I was, I'm, Brother Joey, it makes me sick thinking about now. But you know what? God brought a real big victory there. A real big victory. So it's not that big to me. It's real big to me. All right. Amen. And all the baby children say amen. All right. Amen. And I know y'all y'all thankful she's here too. But that may be a sweeter victory than some. But you know the same God who gives me the ability to pick up groceries for my family every week. That's the same God who brought me victory through that that season there. Y'all hear me? They make, some are sweeter than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in trouble here. Brother Bill, I'm just going to, if y'all don't want to hear this, y'all don't, y'all listen. I'm going to talk to Brother Bill. I thought about this illustration while, while I was studying. All the dog victories we like, but that 3318 we like real good, right? I mean, y'all don't know what that is. Brother Bill's probably watched it 10 times or so, something like that. Huh. There you go. Amen. Uh, there, some may be sweeter than others. They may be. But every heaven sent victory is still a victory. Some, I'm going to say there's some victories may be similar, but whether they're similar or not, we need, the, we need them regardless if they're unique or not. Let me say that again. The God who brings victory, sometimes it's real big things. Sometimes it's real small things. Sometimes it's like God giving enough grace to make it through the week. Sometimes it's God giving just enough money to last the month. Y'all hear me? Maybe not as big as others. and Maybe God's done that time and time and time again. And Ms. Carol, those blessings seem similar. Well, regardless if they're similar to another victory, we needed them. Right. Miss a hundred times God's done something like that. Well, obviously you've needed it a hundred times then. The lesson, the legacy. When we commit to holding on to each and every victory, a spirit of gratitude is produced. Say that again. When you take the time to celebrate every victory, every blessing, every promise, a spirit of gratitude is produced. What happens is we get so caught up in what everybody else is doing that we focus on them and we complain and we whine or this and that. Brother Ed, the problem is, is we're looking at this and that. We're looking at them and those. If, we're, if we would just focus on Him, we, that complaining would leave and gratitude would proceed. Y'all, y'all follow me this morning? A spirit of gratitude would be produced. If we would shift our eyes off the world and our circumstances and we would just focus on Him, gratitude would be produced. It would give us gratitude for not only what was done, but most importantly, it would give us gratitude for the one who produced these victories. I'm done. Miss Macy, would you come?
those who cling to every victory, those who cling to every victory are those with thankful hearts. Can I word it this way? Can I word it this way? You show me somebody who thanks God for every victory, and I'll show you someone with a thankful heart. Find me one who thanks God for everything that he does and doesn't worry about what he doesn't have, but thanks God for all that God has done. I'll show you one, Miss Kathy, who's got a thankful heart. I tried to give you my heart this morning. He said, Brother Jake, I want to celebrate victories. Well, the best thing to do is find a place to start. One thing. You don't got to look real hard, but Brother Joe, we all can find one thing. And then we can transition from that place to start to a place to stay. And we don't have to just focus on one thing. We can start thanking God for everything. Celebrating victories. Let's stand to our feet. I'm done preaching this morning.